0: From a two-bedroom apartment on the west side of Los Angeles, it's High On Film! Tonight, we've got Brandon Black and Nightingale. Can't afford HBO, but we can afford this on this week's Remodeled episode. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of High On Film, sobering talk about movies. Or HOF, as people who love abbreviations know it. Welcome to the show, I'm Chris Maxwell, I'm your host from the coast, here for episode 245, wow, six left, including this one, can you believe it, the end, the end of the run, here we are, home stretch, and uh, if all goes as planned, our first six guests appearing in reverse order, but let's get to the man who's right to my left. He is here every single week. He is one of mirth, Mirth's, ugh, Earth's mightiest heroes. He is the podcaster of disaster, the co-host from the couch, and the Brad Davis that God gave us. My co-host and friend, Brad Davis.
1: Mirth's mightiest hero. Mirth's
0: mightiest hero. There it is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Chris. Hey,
0: Brad. What's up? Not much. What's up with you? Oh, not too much. Uh, boy, you know we are just in these in these final ten episodes. We're just knocking out high on film anomaly
1: movies. That is true. Yeah, movie. Yeah. Yes, that is things scary. we've only
0: done maybe once before. Things that have challenged the parameters of our show. Uh, what well, we did a a foreign film. We've done a documentary, and now here we are with an HBO movie. An HBO original movie. An HBO original movie. HBO original movie. Uh, you know. Back in the start of the show, we said only theatrical releases, but... You said that. <laughs> I did say that.
1: Yeah, no, I was totally down for that. I agreed with it. But that was kind of before... The world changed. Yes. It's funny to think that we've been on that long for, like, Netflix and Hulu to have changed so much that we had to change yeah. the parameters and of And HBO
0: show. and Amazon and all these services now producing content, and here we are. Uh, you know, I, it's funny, because this, this gentleman, our guest today, who chose the movie uh, Nightingale... From 2014, for us to watch today, directed by Elliot Lester, written by Frederick Minch. Um, this is the second time he has kind of challenged that rule on our podcast.
1: Oh, right, yeah. Which is funny. That is funny. Uh, I just realized. I was like, what? Oh, yes. How could I forget? Let, let's get to the man himself. That's, I think that's a good idea.
0: <clears throat> he kicked off our Alien franchise last year. He's done one host pick. One Oscar spectacular for one of High On Film's best films of the century. He is our sixth guest ever, making his eighth and final appearance on High On Film. You can see him right now in Dear White People on Netflix, and he is the next big thing in Hollywood. Our good friend, actor Brandon Black, returns to the show.
2: Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, hey. buddy. <laughs> what, a, what a intro.
1: Yeah.
0: That's right. We're we're, we're pulling out all the stops for you guys for these last ten. Brandon, let's take a walk down memory lane for a second. Sure. Your very first episode was episode number six.
2: Mm, And
0: now there's six left. Yeah. That's that's what we're doing. Yes. I see. (laughs)
2: Reverse order. (laughs) You said it earlier, but it just hit me now. Do you remember your first movie here at High on Film? Was it Sunset Boulevard? It was. Look yeah. at Good yeah. pull. A classic
0: yeah. noir. Yeah, you came in threw both
2: of our expectations to the
0: wind. We had no idea what you'd pick, right. but I certainly didn't expect Sunset Boulevard.
2: Yeah, you know I got to keep you on your toes. I'm actually going to see Get that again hint. this Mother's Day with my mom. Ah, oh, <laughs> oh, wow. Mother's Day movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: exactly. Very uplifting. Uh, yeah.
2: You went on to do Warrior. Yes.
0: You did Eight Mile. Uh, Brad's uh, one of Brad's host picks, and. Yep. You did Lethal yeah. Weapon. You of course did uh the best picture winner Moonlight for us. Yeah. In Oscar Spectacular. As I said, uh Alien. And uh the other one that I alluded to earlier that challenged our parameters.
2: Right. Beyonce's Lemonade. Which also appeared on HBO for a hot second. For yeah, like the premiere 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not even. Yeah, I'm not mad at that run of movies. I'm really not. I don't think you should be. And I'm glad to stretch the parameters. Yeah. You know, I'm a I'm a free thinker. You know, you are you are a free thinker, and that's why we have
0: you back time and time again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously, Lemonade, uh, a collection of music videos for Beyonce's album. Not a whole lot of dialogue in it, a lot of singing, uh, but there was some poetry and stuff. We, we always got spoken in there, yeah. And now this movie, Nightingale, stars only one actor. Yeah, David Oyelowo. Yeah. So that throws a monkey wrench into some of our plans, but we'll see.
2: <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah. I'm there's excited there's to three about three others this. credited on IMDb. But yeah, two others? I there's there's like three a, total. It's like a newscaster. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: And then the person who comes to the door. Robert Beasley yes. is, yeah. the, is
2: the character name. Yeah. Just,
1: they're just voices.
2: They're just voices. You don't see either
0: one of them.
1: Yes. Yeah. Very interesting.
2: Yeah. Gutsy pick. I like it. Yeah, I was like, well, honestly, so I was, you know, Kanye's had me thinking a lot about uh, crazy Mama's Boys. <laughs> and uh, I was like, well, I'm going to go out. Just as hot as I came in. <laughs> <Yeah>. Stay topical. <talkable. laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. A <laughs> uh, movie about spoiler alert. Matricide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is a giant spoiler, actually. It takes a minute to get there. No, yeah, only a minute. What, maybe 15, 20 minutes, you think? Before that. Uh, it that's took be me already? about 15 Okay. to know that. Well, we'll yeah. Get, yeah. yeah, We'll
0: get we'll yeah. probably get, we'll into, get that. into it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um let's get into our first segment, shall we? Alright. It's called Trash Star Destroy. Three movies of a similar ilk. One movie you must trash, which means it's eliminated from existence. One movie you get to star in in whatever role you'd like to take for yourself. And then, of course, the third movie then must be destroyed, which means that the only version of that film that exists has been both written and directed by Mr. Michael Bay, right. of Vanilla Ice
2: "I Love You" music video fame. <laughs> this game is always so stressful for me. <clears throat> it is, it's but meant to be. you know what? Let's
0: start. Let's start out with uh, something a little light. Right, Because okay. I feel like th- this movie deals with a lot of heavier uh, yes. topics, yes. so let's start off with something a little lighter. After all, we're an optimistic podcast. Right. So let's do a category we're calling For the Birds. Okay. Three movies with birds in the title. Hmm. Um, because, of course, we just watched a movie called Nightingale.
2: Right. A famous bird. I honestly (laughs) did not even think about that.
0: (laughs) We were struggling to think of uh, (laughs) something that was a little more fun and not so heavy. We're like, movies of matricide? (laughs) Movies of vets with PTSD? Uh, What do we do here? Right, okay. Um, So we'll do For the Birds. For the Birds. To Kill a Mockingbird. Mm-hmm. Very light movie. Very light movie. Easy to make fun of. Right. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Also, so light. So Dang. light uh. on your toes. Beautiful Saturday morning viewing.
1: You just walk out of that peppy. That's right.
0: And the heaviest movie of the three. Batman and Robin. <laughs> to Kill a Mockingbird. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Batman and Robin. Trash. Star. Destroy. Fred, what are you doing here?
1: Uh, okay. Uh well, seeing as To Kill a Mockingbird is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh I have to star in that. Okay. Uh I'll <clears throat> take the role of Jem. Whoa, okay. The son of Atticus Finch. Yeah. I mean We Attic- should all know who Jem is at this point. I would hope so. Right. But if not, you know, the his son. I mean obviously the Atticus Finch role is like an incredible, incredible role, but it was also Portrayed incredibly by Gregory Peck, and I'm by not gonna.
0: Impeccably?
1: Impeccably. By Gregory no, Peck. No, boy, look at you. Came out swinging today. <laughs> that's, right, <laughs> that's right. We all did, it seems like. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, that was very nice. <laughs> so I'm gonna start into Kill a Mockingbird. Um, I, I guess I have to trash One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I mean, mm. I love that movie, but I don't want to see that movie done by Michael Bay. Okay. I don't think that's. Gonna that'll do it too much of a disservice. Placing the great, the late great Milos Foreman. Yeah, that's right. Michael Bay, you won't do it. No, no. Even with Nicholson in that movie and how good he is, and that cast as good as it is, it's it'll hurt it too much. And I don't want to. I'd rather see it just go away than that bastardization of it. Gotcha. Uh, Which then leaves Michael Bay with Batman and Robin, which makes a ton of sense, and you could argue it might be better. Yeah, possibly. (laughs) I mean, that movie is really bad.
0: Yeah. That's uh, Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy. That is true. And Bane's original appearance in the Batman cinematic universe.
1: That is universe. true. And Clooney is Batman ben with Clooney. the Batman nipples. Uh, yes. Oh, that's right. Oscar yeah. winner George Clooney. <laughs> Oscar winner George Clooney. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's my choice. Okay.
2: Brandon, you, um, ready? you ready to take on this category? Yeah. Okay. So, I think that I would star in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess because I'm an actor, and so I just, I would need to, I mean, kind of like this movie that we're talking about today, that's not maybe a role that a black man might get Normally, so in the fun of this game, (laughs) I will star as uh, Nicholson in this.
1: Mm. Um, McMurphy. It's a fucking hell of a role.
2: It'd be a hell of a role. It would obviously be a a challenge for anybody. Um, But yeah, so for selfish reasons, I'd star in that. I would trash uh, uh, Batman and
1: Robin. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so you're giving Michael Bay to kill a mockingbird? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I free mean, thinker. Uh, I'm very
2: intrigued. <laughs> that's I mean, just my new defense for everything now. Yeah. Thank you, Kanye. I'm a free thinker. Yeah, I'm a free thinker. Hey, that's
1: it's like actually a very good uh, way to end a debate. Yeah,
2: I'm gonna try to not talk about Kanye the whole time. Yeah,
1: no, but it's it's all right. It's all right, but yeah, yeah. we were um, all
2: very hurt by what happened to Kanye. Yeah, yeah. So with that in mind, yeah, I guess <laughs> that does leave Michael Bay to. Uh, do what he will with, uh, "To Kill a Mockingbird." Michael <laughs> Bay's explosive adaptation of the Harper Lee <laughs> classic. <laughs> 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 to oh, my Kill God. a boy. Mockingbird. Yeah,
1: yeah. boy, that uh, when he when he shoots that dog, that's gonna be the most violent dog death ever. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's yep. gonna ruffle some feathers. Ooh, Ooh, see what I did? Another bird. Yeah, Another bird punts. Another bird <laughs> well, guys, you know, uh,
0: Brandon, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Star with you in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. I'm going to play Billy. Uh, Perfect. So you can be the McMurphy uh, to my Billy. Yeah, I'd you can, love uh, that. bring some hookers in for me to, uh-huh. to get laid. That'll be fun. Um, it'll be a good time. It'll be a great set. I'm into it. Yeah, me too. A little method acting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think I can give Michael Bay to Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> Maybe there's just <laughs> never been a, a movie version of the, of the classic book, uh... Out, and it is Michael Bay's turn yeah. to take a swing <laughs> the, to, to take a spin in the Batmobile. Yeah, <laughs> Batman and Robin. Michael Bay's Batman and Robin. The Rock can be, can be Bane, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or I yeah. guess he could do Mr. Freeze, he could replace Schwarzenegger. That, that makes make a lot more sense. A lot of sense. Mark <laughs> Wahlberg have be Robin. Face time. Mark Wahlberg. And Mark Wahlberg's probably Batman, not Robin, right?
1: Probably, but back then. Yeah. Marky Mark, yeah. He was younger. I mean, that's like, what, that's 97 true. or something? Maybe a little later. Yeah, I think uh, Batman Forever is 97. Seven, yeah. Maybe this is like 99.
0: 99. Yeah. Seems about right. Uh, yeah, and then... Uh, no, that those, those are my choices. That's those it. Are all that's <laughs> it? So, oh, damn a it. Secret And then fourth. with the fourth movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? Three Days in the Condor. Uh, so fun. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, Let's do one more category. Of course, the main actor, some say the only actor, which isn't true, but almost the only actor in Nightingale is David Oyelowo. So let's do three Oyelowo films. Okay. All right. We'll do the movie we just watched, Nightingale. We'll do Brad's favorite, Christopher Nolan's
2: Interstellar. Ugh. (laughs) <laughs> I love that movie so I have to oh, okay. state that right. yeah. because and it may have been lost in that groan I know <laughs> I, I really don't like that movie. I like that yeah,
0: you both made noises about it yeah, yeah. different
2: noises opposite ends
0: yeah and uh, of course who who could forget is uh, Star Turn in Selma mm-hmm. Yeah. Interstellar, Selmer, Selmer, Inter, Selmer. Interstellar.
1: Yep, there we go.
0: <sighs> Nightingale, Selma, Interstellar, Trash, Star, Destroy.
1: Okay. um, Boy, this is difficult. Mm-hmm. Because I want to trash Interstellar. <laughs> okay. And that mm-hmm. leaves me in a bit of a predicament. Mm-hmm. Because what do I do then? Um, I guess maybe it's better to destroy Interstellar, because I can't imagine, I guess my feeling is to star in Selma, because I think that's kind of a important movie to keep sure. as is. What would I play in that? I'm Coretta Scott King. <laughs> um... <laughs> Oh, God, I'm trying to remember that movie. I mean, definitely, just probably some background
0: actor. In Giovanni part. Ribisi's part.
1: He's Lee White. Okay. <laughs> I, I God, I I really only remember O'Yellow in that movie just because yeah. he like he tore that screen up. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'll take the Ribisi role, fine. Um. And then, I mean, there is part of me. I think I'm going to do this. I'm going to trash Interstellar because. Fuck that movie, and I just want it to go away. Sorry, Brandon. <laughs> That's okay. I get it. Okay. Um, I am going to give Nightingale to Bay, which is certainly <laughs> problematic, but I do think with Oyelowo in the role, still, okay, you will. There will still be uh, validity to that movie. It will still, it'll still be worth something. Yeah. Like, just because of him and his abilities. So. I feel okay with that, and that's what. I'm
0: doing. Okay, all right. Ah, um. Making the tough choices.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, is it my turn? it is, it is your go turn? for it. Uh, well, I'm struggling over here. I I would have to star in Nightingale, um. Because of kind of what I already said, like that's rare that, uh, a black person would play play that role Um, like who else did a movie like that Tom Hanks Um, yeah uh, Tom Hardy Locke Tom Hardy yeah Locke is terrific yeah Um, and uh, uh, there's one other James Franco Um, 127 Hours yeah A, there's Trash yeah, Star Destroyer that,
1: that would have a good <laughs> yeah. Trash Star Castaway 27
2: Hours Nightingale <laughs> Trash Star So good one <laughs> thanks so uh, I so I feel like I'd have to star in that one because I want to I want us to make more movies like that because I also think I'd be better in those kinds of parts so mm-hmm. selfishly again it's a juicy I, I, role yeah I mean, man oh man Um, and then so I guess that leaves me to I really so tr- so trashing is literally this doesn't exist. Never anymore. happened. But I really—that's so messed up.
1: Because <laughs> um, what you're thinking of trashing Selma? I just can't even bring myself to say <laughs> Right. <laughs> but sometimes yeah. that's a better fate than giving, like, Michael Bay
2: Selma. Have, right. I can't. You can't, you can't have Michael Bay Because I was imagining if I gave that to Michael Bay, what would that look like when that march is happening? Not, and not and good and Robert be Lewis a lot is, of American
1: flags around which right. seems really problematic yeah. right now <laughs>
0: right and and like it's told from the white supremacist point of view <laughs> it it a, yeah something so awful
2: I guess I have to yeah trash Selma uh, because I want it to remain intact
1: or not at all right yeah no I think that's the proper so it's respect please yeah somebody will do a Martin Luther King not documentary but a biopic at some point if this one goes away I mean
2: and Ava DuVernay still has a very rich catalog of films exactly so Ava please don't be mad at me um, then that would lead me to uh, she does listen. leave <laughs> she, <doesn't. laughs> she does she does she's always tweeting so, that as has yeah, to be We're like no our it. last
0: episodes are planned out i <laughs> yeah,
2: sorry We're we busy. gotta have Brandon sorry Ava she's like ah I love Brandon I get it
1: <laughs> fair does. enough she totally understands
2: um, so yeah then that would leave Michael Bay to do Interstellar which you know just based on the concepts like that's the more responsible thing to do even though I do love Interstellar and I love Christopher Nolan
1: yeah. I'm a big fan of
2: Nolan. Yeah. Um, kind of easy for me, I think.
0: Uh, I'm going to star in Selma. Mm. Um, what are you going to do? I think I'll take, you know, uh, Governor Wallace. I'll take the Tim <laughs> Roth part. I mean, you yeah. know, I want a big part. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure. Yeah. Even if
0: you're... I can pretend to be racist. Yeah. I mean, someone has to be. You need to know history. Right. But more importantly, I want to work with Ava DuVernay. Yeah. So, get my foot in the door there. Um I don't want to give Michael Bay Nightingale, so unfortunately that gets trashed, uh, even though I think this is a really great vehicle for mm-hmm. Um But he gets to work with Michael Bay in Interstellar.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> I would be interested to see Michael Bay's stupid, stupid take on going through the complexities of the space-time yeah. love continuum. Yeah, uh, I'd be really interested to see... Michael Bay's version of 2001, or whatever yeah. you know, this this space odyssey yeah. that is put forth. Yeah, um, and watch it without
2: Transformers. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> so yeah, there it is. There it is, guys. Trash Star Destroy for another week. Oh, survived. Survived. <laughs> We're gonna take a quick break, recoup from that tough, tough Trash Star Destroy category, and come right back with more Brandon Black, more Nightingale, and more high on film. Hey, right after this. <laughs> And we're back, high on film, talking HBO's original movie Nightingale from 2014 with our guest today, and sixth guest ever, Brandon Black, here back on the show. Okay guys, here it is, we're getting into it, we're getting into the the plot of this movie, so if you haven't seen it, you're entering spoiler house. Big time. Yep. You're taking spoiler pills. Is that too dark? (laughs) Jeez, that's dark. That's dark. (laughs) So if you don't want to know what happens, here we go. It's time for the Summary Game. It's the first official game of the podcast, That's Worth a Damn, that translates to zero to two points in high-on film speak. We're each going to take a turn at summarizing Nightingale in a thousandth of the time that it actually takes to view this 83-minute movie. Allows us each 8.3 seconds to get out the best summary of Nightingale possible. Okay. Then we'll each score each other on their performances. Zero minimum, two maximum. Please use decimals to refine your score and assign a number to each one of us, just like friends do. Love it. That's right. Now, of course, during our break, we had our patented coin cost coin toss, where we tossed the three-sided coin into the air. Brad called it in the air. It came down and... Boy, howdy, he was correct. <laughs>
1: Boy, howdy.
0: Brad, you going first, second, or third
1: today? I'll go
0: first. All right, yeah, going kick first. things off.
1: Yeah, what the hell?
0: Summarizing the one man movie, yeah. the one man show, Nightingale.
1: And quickly, too. And I mean, quickly. A lot to... Okay, yeah. 8.3 <clears> seconds <throat> in 3, 2, 1. After killing his mom, a war vet tries to get a man to come over to his house who he's in love with, but can't get him to come over, and he slowly uh, goes crazy and ends up letting the cops shoot him. Okay. All right. All right. Whew. Yeah. 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 You can hear a pin drop in here as the pressure rises. (laughs) For the next summary. Okay. Chris? All right. Yes, sir. Here we go. Uh, What is it?
0: 8.3.
1: 8.3. Are you ready? Sure. In three, two, one. A war bat who has
0: struggles with his sexuality and his faith and is uh, burdened by his mother, kills his mother, and then uh, wants to have his bo- boyfriend over, but he's going crazy and he talks on the phone until Talk. the police. Um. Until the police. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. 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 All right. Brandon,
2: here you go. Okay. Nightingale. Nightingale. In three, two, one. A war vet slowly unravels as he kills his mother and searches for his lover, who we're not sure is real or not, and he ends up trying to kill himself, and then the police come. Okay. All
1: right.
2: There we go. Yeah. I think we were
1: all pretty much on par there. Yeah. I mean, we've covered most of it. Yeah.
2: Damn. I always want... I always just need a little more... Mm-hmm. A little more time. I would have liked to say something about, I'm not sure what's real or not, but yeah. we can get into that later. That's what I almost touched on. I was like, wait, not
0: enough time, not enough time. Yeah. Come back out of that. None of us mentioned the suicide attempt. He I did. did. Oh, you did. Yeah. You got it. Okay, okay. okay, you yeah. got that yeah. in. Great, great. And then only Brad got to the end, though. Right. Yeah. Where yeah. the cops shoot him. I guess. You assume. Assume. Yeah. He's a black man with a shotgun. Yeah. 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 Who is a killer? Who killed his mother. Yes. Yeah. Well. Right didn't need to be a killer for him to get shot by the cops. Right. My but point. that's why we're
2: pretty sure he He's didn't get shot. He yes. yes. getting shot, The <laughs> yeah. yes, <laughs>
0: <sighs> Unfortunately. Yeah. All right. Um before we get too dark, let's mm. get to our second game. Mm. Okay. First impressions. <laughs> this time 0 to 3 points for each one of us as we will uh, supply the person sitting to our right with a line from Nightingale we would like to hear them impersonate to the best of their ability. Now, I think this is, it doesn't have to be, but I believe we're enacting a Laura Denton rule I mean, and all doing David O'Yellow lines, correct?
1: That is true. I oh, mean, No one's were, doing
0: newscaster or Robert Beasley lines? No. Is that a Laura Denton rule? That <laughs> was, uh, the she was the first one to say that we all should do the same character so Got that it's it. a more of an impression off rather than judging uh, with different handicaps and such for different characters. Got it.
2: Okay, Laura Denton. Yeah. And coincidentally... Next week's
0: episode. (laughs) (laughs) Great plug. (laughs) Uh, So Brad went first that time, so I'll go first this time and give Brandon a line I'd like to hear him impersonate. Okay. Um, You know, I'm always a sucker in this game when one of the characters puts on another voice and does an impression of another character who we may or may not know, but I always like that uh, funny voices entertain me. So Brandon, I'm going to give you... uh, a Peter Snowden line, David O'Yellowo, as he impersonates his mother's dearest old friend Ooh. in as he reads a letter from her to his mother
2: out loud to himself. Right. Mrs. Cosworth or something like uh, that.
0: Uh, Mrs. I have it written here somewhere. Charlene something. Charlene
2: something. Something worth.
1: Carswell. Or Carswell. Something like that. We'll get, we'll get to there. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Here's the line. My dearest Lillian, grace and peace to you from the Lord our Father. She sounds like Paul's letter to the Ephesians. I trust my words find you in good health.
0: Okay, Brandon, whenever
2: you're ready. All right. <clears throat> my dearest Lillian, Grace and peace to you from the Lord our Father. She sounds like Paul's letter to the Ephesians. I trust that my words find you in good health. Nice. Yeah. Nice wow. little bit of Alabama twang mm-hmm. there. A little husk on there. Yeah. That was very good. <laughs> very, very good. As
0: uh, Charlene. Charlene. That's portrayed by David O'Neill in
2: a mocking tone.
0: <laughs> Do you have a line that you would like to give Brad to
2: impersonate? Yes. Okay, so Brad, um, there's that there's that part where he's like on the, he's talking to who we hope is on the other line. It's like a, a Facebook live chat or something right, like that. Right, his
1: video logs. Yeah.
2: And he's talking about this espresso machine and how uh, his mom must have hidden it from him. So I want you to do that line. Sounds good. Edward and I both enjoy a nice espresso after dinner. We have
1: a beautiful machine here for that. But Mother, in one of her spiteful
2: moods, has hidden it somewhere. She is a bitter, spiteful old woman.
0: Alright, Brad Davis, doing your David O'Yellowo. And see if you can manipulate your voice between the video log and then the live scene that's playing out like that happens. <laughs>
1: yep, won't be able to do that. <clears throat> Edward and I both enjoy a nice espresso after dinner. We have a beautiful beautiful machine here for that. But Mother, in her spiteful moods, has hidden it somewhere. She is a bitter and spiteful woman! Yeah, Pretty good. Yeah, fucked up the words a little bit. Yeah, but, but that's... Yes. You had the passion
0: behind it. Yeah. You did. You, you, when you started it, it almost reminded me of, uh, I thought you were going to doing a Nicholson Joker impression.
1: Oh. <laughs> Everyone and I enjoy yeah. an ISIS espresso,
0: you are oh, my number, number one guy.
1: It's basically Nicholson doing a Jack Palance impression. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, I don't that's exactly what
0: that. it is. That is so funny. Uh, well, Brett, <laughs> do the line for me to impersonate.
1: I do, Chris. Excellent. Um, so this is... Earlier on in the film, it is uh, when
2: Peter is oh Peter, yeah, Peter
1: um, is decided to redecorate the whole house and uh, for this impending dinner that may or may not happen. Um, so he is just this kind of talking to himself, t- talking to the video blog, and uh, discussing how much uh, work needs to be done in the house. To know that he is listening, and that he does care about me, and that he
2: does love me. I mean, it's just... breathtaking. But I can't just sit here, though. When I think about this house and everything that needs to get done, Lord help me.
0: Okay, okay, put myself in this. I have so much renovation to do to this house plastic everywhere. I want to paint. <clears throat> Dead body okay. in there. Dead body in there. <laughs> but I can't just sit here though. Ugh, oh, when I think about this house and everything that needs to get done. oh lord help me.
2: Alright. Yeah. yeah. Wait, did I, was I in your thing right there or did you not start till after I started talking? Like I thought when you said your first line i said something and i was like oh wait are you doing the line or are you just when you were getting oh, in yeah, place oh yeah i don't think he, he cut you you were off. just getting in place right yeah, yeah, okay yeah. i thought i was like is that chris or is that uh who he's imitating right now Isn't no, no, that no. good oh thank you <laughs> natural talent um but yeah no i was into uh i was into that lord help me cuz that was the part that I, yeah that's the part that's of the, the line showcase. yeah. yeah, yeah. it's
1: the very Funny moment but yeah <laughs> very especially because well, I was gonna say the kind of the line before that is really dramatic dark and yeah. dramatic kind of leading up to which you don't I think necessarily hear here but right
0: here uh, here um, but... <laughs> well guys you can put your scorecards to the side we're getting into a more open forum discussion we like to call scene work of course I mentioned earlier we're an optimistic podcast yeah. and we're gonna start things off optimistically Do-do-do-do. best scene what's the best scene in Nightingale?
1: Man, that's tough. Okay. I, I mean, my favorite thing about this movie is obviously a Yellow O's performance. Sure. I I mean...
2: Almost he, has to
1: be. It has to be. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's if you like this movie, it's all him. Yeah. I mean, it's him talking, having phone conversations, him with people we don't hear. Yeah. And it is very much a one-man show. So, and he nails it. I mean, he is... There's a reason he was nominated for an Emmy mm-hmm. for this. So, uh... Yeah, but if I had to name one scene, boy, it's really tough. I I actually really like the last Vicky phone call. Okay. Vicky's the sister. Vicky's the sister, where he's like, he's now shaved his head, Mm -hmm. and he's just, I like it because there are some, I mean, the phone call freak out on Gloria, the wife of the man he's in love with, is so huge and crazy and uh, intense and well done. And I actually liked, and he's kind of has these really boisterous, big moments in this movie where he is very loud and very angry. And it's a short scene, but I don't know why that stuck with me. He's just laying on the floor, talking on the phone to his sister. Mm -hmm. And his sister is, He's been kind of going back and forth with conversations with her. She's asking, "Can I talk to mom?" And he keeps giving excuses. And you finally hear him say, "Like she's she's obviously said I'm going to call the police." (coughs) And I I wish I would have. I think he says, "Yeah, you should call the police, or you have every right to call the police." Something like that. And it's just very the energy's all he he's wiped out. Yeah, he's monotone the whole time. He has nothing left. Like he's so the energy, everything's been sucked from him. The emotions have been sucked out of him. That even in like, what is his last phone conversation with his sister? Mm-hmm. He, and she's telling him that like, I'm pretty sure you, something's happened to mom that you might be involved. I assume is just this very touching moment where he just kind of says, it's uh, kind of apologizing in a way. Mm-hmm. No, he doesn't say it the tells words. that
0: their mom always loved her. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: cause he had been saying all these things all along yeah. that, she hates you. She's mad at you. That's why she's not talking to you. Mm-hmm. And that those were all lies and that she loved you. And he punctuates the loved as past tense, which right. also seals the deal. Shows his hand a little. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, boy, there's so many things to pick from here, but I don't know why. that. No, that's that, a good one. That's a scene that really stuck with me.
0: That's a good one.
2: Brandon, do you have a different best scene? Um. Well, I did actually pick the scene where he's talking to Edward's... Uh, wife or mm. yes. That yes. Gloria is. Gloria yeah um, I thought that was I mean yeah it's, it is hard to pick a best scene because it's because of wh- what this movie is um, it's all in the same place it's all you know but yeah I just thought that he was so explosive and it didn't feel forced ever um, I don't know I guess for, I was thinking of it again from an actor standpoint like He's making all this up. He's not talking to anybody. He's by himself. Which then, also, is he the character doing that? I still don't know. You know? Yeah. Like... Okay, well, yeah. Put, a, wanna, put a pin in that. Let's, okay. Let's get into that. Um,
0: so, for the first... I'd say third of this movie, I was pretty convinced that half of... At least half of the phone calls were not real. Right. Um, and I kind of looked for things to confirm that point of view. Like, uh, I thought... And then he buys a new iPhone, right? So he has a landline, and he buys an iPhone. Mm -hmm. So when he buys the iPhone, I thought that the iPhone calls were real, because shortly after he buys it, we actually see it vibrate and light up. Yeah. Right? I thought the landline phone calls were fake, because for a long time, I didn't actually see a cord Mm -hmm. going from the phone into the wall. But then later in the movie, I definitely saw one. Also, the phone rings. Yes. Well, I thought maybe that was in his mind. Right. As well as these conversations. (laughs) The one that kind of put me over the edge was the credit card one. Like, why would they be denying his credit card in
2: his own mind? Right. Yeah, and his body probably has the money. Yeah. Yeah. But then I was like, is he giving himself his own hurdles, like, uh, memento style? Yeah, because he's
0: talking to his mom, who's not there. Right. For a, a lot of the earlier movie when the body's still in the house. Right. And do you think he ever actually had a relationship with Edward? What's real? What's imagined where where do you guys draw your
1: lines in this film the fact that okay so here's so the fact that edward calls him at one point at the end and he shows it on the video vlog that edward's, that edward's calling, calling and he has a picture of edward yes so he's had a picture of edward probably i mean i guess you can get pictures off like sure social media of anybody but to me it seems like i guess i certainly believe edward exists i certainly believe they had a relationship of now, whether that was friendship or actual love, that's tough, mm-hmm. because you don't know if he was, if they actually had a thing, or if it was all in... Edward's head. Ed, or all in... Uh, David, uh, Peter's Peter, head. Peter's head. Or Yellow <laughs> his head. And that he just, like, thought this guy was being nice to him, and took that up as meaning that he was in love with him. Right. The interesting... Because I do think the phone calls are all real. 100% all of them I, yeah I, I mean even I even like the one from mrs. Carruthers I I mean I at least buy it enough I mean because they're like why all the pushback he's having in the phone conversations like it all makes sense that these people would be saying these things to him yeah and that he would have the emotional reaction he's having now the thing that throws a little bit of a wrench into my theory is when Mr. Beasley comes to the door yes. Because he knocks on the door. He's saying, we, I want to see your mother. He, uh, uh, Peter, says you can't see her. She's mm-hmm. sick, whatever. And you see Peter open, like, the eye hole, whatever. Mm-hmm. And nobody's there. Right. So then he runs around back thinking that person's trying to get in the back door. And you yeah. see him, like, push the door shut. You don't actually see anybody. You don't. See anybody pushing back on that door. Yep. And then when the guy... Supposedly, like says he's gonna leave or does leave. He has some indication that he's left, and he goes to look out front again, and he sees nothing. Right, I do think that's in his head.
2: Mm. Do you? I I thought that was one hundred
0: percent real. He just to keep the conceit of there's only one person in this movie up.
2: We never see. We just
0: don't see him, and he leaves. Like he gives up because clearly Peter is fucking crazy at this point. Yeah, And and he like was violently pushing back on that door, which also made me think that there was someone there because something was pushing the other
1: way. Right. Yeah, That I mean, because he didn't see anybody, I thought maybe not. And yeah. why, if he's so worried, why aren't cops coming sooner? Right. Because then the Vicky conversation is weird. That... Because she, that's a weird one. Because she calls him... And tells him to turn on the
0: news. Right. Because right. there's an unidentified African-American woman found in the National Park of body, yes. Which is where we assume he went and buried her right. and dumped her body or whatever. But... That doesn't alert anybody, I mean, and it's unidentified, so she's like, is that
1: mom? I guess, like, but how otherwise would he know to turn on the TV? Like, is he right. having, like, a premonition? And or... asks what channel and changes the channels Yeah, through? yeah. So, that makes me believe, that, though I did kind of wonder why is she okay. saying is this mom?
0: We'll put a pin in that for now, because okay. I want to
1: get back to that. Okay.
2: Um, so, what's real, what's not real for you, Brandon? I thought all the conversations with his sister were real. Um I think that that's that's all that I thought was real. Um The conversation with the mom and the sister. Conversation with uh yeah, with his sister or not the mom's not the mom, yeah. His sister. I thought those were real. Okay. And that's all that I thought. I, I thought everything else was made up. But then you're Including
0: his relationship?
2: With Edward? I thought that they were, you know, they were vets together, and he had a crush on this guy who had no, nothing back for him. That's why we saw all those letters being returned, because I feel like... Returned to sender. Yeah, his wife, or maybe just Edward himself, was like, "I this guy's insane. He's a vet that went insane, something that certainly happens. Um, so yeah, I kind of just thought his sister, but you're right about the declined... It's just tough because I could say this whole movie is in his head, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's it's never ending. Um, yeah. Uh, so that I that was this, that's what we were originally talking about. Was, yes, well, yeah. Best scene. Um, that was the best scene to me because I couldn't. I the whole time I was like, he's is he talking to someone? Because this is what he would be mad at this guy's. Why? Yeah. It just that was enough. That was the scene that had me the most. Confused on if that was real or not, so well, I think that.
1: Well, and there's such a crazy build-up to that scene too, because he's coming over for dinner. He's cooking him this whole dinner. This is the big day. You just know he's not showing up. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So then, once he like calls and starts talking to the wife again, you know whether she's there or not. But right. in his mind, either way, is talking to the wife. You know it's going to explode. Yeah. You know he is yeah. on the verge. Like this is going to push him yeah. so far over the it's edge,
0: bursting the delusion. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oof.
0: Um, yeah honestly my best scene just to cap this off though is uh, probably the when Robert Beasley does come over yeah the, the I love the tension the fact that someone is getting on like onto it more than just a phone call mm-hmm. I like the physical presence even if it is made up and he's not actually there. I think that's even a little more interesting that now he's like manifesting a physical presence right rather than just. Uh, vocal one. Right. Um, like on the phone or from the other room when he's calling to his mom in the beginning. Right. Um, but I really like that and it really, it perked me up. Not that I was like ever down in this movie. I was very into it. Yeah. But when that happened, I was like, oh, this, yeah, there's new, more going on. Like this is starting to boil over a little right. more than he can even handle. Right. Um, and it just made me tune in a little bit. I really liked it. The danger was a little more mm-hmm. palpable for mm-hmm. me there. Higher stakes. Higher stakes. Yeah. Well, if there's a best scene, there must mean a worst scene. Now, I'd like to kick this off because mine, uh, we kind of already talked about. Mm. It's the phone call with the sister when she tells him to turn on the TV. I originally wrote it down because I don't like the blurry, out-of-focus uh, lens they're using. I can't remember the name mm. of exactly what kind of lens this is, but it's like... It's focused in the middle, but then it blurs around all the edges of the frame, mm-hmm. and the whole scene is shot like that. It's the only scene in the movie that's shot like that, and it's because he's a little more hungover, um, I guess. But he was pretty hungover
1: at another point, too. He's and drinking do the
0: entire movie, most of it, yeah. and that's why I didn't like it initially, and now that we've even kind of started talking about what's real, what's not, it sits a little more uneasy for me, because is that conversation with his sister real, and
1: then why is she calling him about just some murder in Minnesota. I had written that de- scene down too, initially, kind of before we discussed it, but it still seems weird that, because they don't identify who the woman is on TV, so why would the sister call him and, like, assume that could be their mother? Yeah, right. I mean, it seems very presumptuous. Right. Unless she's already kind of thinking that there's a problem here. Which right. is very possible, it is. Totally possible. You know, like, but I feel like there's an. I wish I could remember. Is there another conversation with Vicky after that, before the final one? Yes. There's at least one more. Yes. Where she doesn't seem as. It doesn't feel like she's as Oh, on Maybe to not. It. See, that's.
0: Because he asked her. Because he. In that conversation that we're talking about, where he turns on the news, she has already sent him this money because he says, I put her on a plane.
1: Right. No, he said I paid for that myself though. Oh, she, I paid for a, that myself.
0: Because so she never sent money. No, because there's a phone call earlier where like,
2: "You haven't sent the money yet." Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's like, "I'll do it myself." That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's like, "She left. She left Thursday." Yeah. yeah. Um. That. Yeah. That. That's. Well, sorry. I. I wanna. No, I about to bleed right into my. Go ahead. Head. Oh, no, yeah. Please, I, take, take it. Take the wheel. Um. Well. So yeah, my worst scene actually was the suicide scene because. We didn't need it. Like, he took a bunch of pills and drank and then got in the car and, you know, like, brought the exhaust hose into his car. And then was like, nah, and went back inside. And he was fine. And he took a shit ton of pills. I
1: mean, he did puke. Yeah. He
2: puked, but, like, is that enough? I don't know. If yeah. To me, it felt like... Well, we don't know what the pills were. We don't. It's a whole bunch of... It's a hodgepodge There was, right, stuff. There was right. There was different kinds so it wasn't just Tylenol, you know, there's yeah, different course. shit in there. It was, it just, to me, like that. like his mother's estrogen pills or something. <laughs> it, I imagine yeah. those aren't really going to. Yeah, by the way, we got to They'll fuck about, you up a little bit, but not like. We got to talk about that dude's perm job. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so for me, I was like, ah, uh, I just felt like it was a little bit like, not exhausted for the audience who already is, like you said, you perked up mm-hmm. when you got the knock at the door. And so for me, don't like that. We didn't need that. We were already like, this is one person in this movie the whole time. It's a lot to like stay invested in because even if it's great acting, which it was, it's still like we're in the same house, we're in the Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. So you take us out of the house, you give us, you know, like you're about to, you know, choke to death, and then it's just like, nah go back inside and continue my mundane, fake conversations on the phone.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Really? I I mean, I do in the sense of, that wasn't my worst scene, per se. I mean, I I kind of struggled. But kind of the one thing I wanted to mention, which kind of plays into what you're saying, is for an hour and 23 minute movie, it started to feel a little long. Mm -hmm. And I think that that scene is kind of where that breaking point came, because Mm -hmm. you think it's over. Mm -hmm. You think he's just going to, you took, he took the pills, he's going to do the exhaust, he's going to die here, end of movie. Which, right. fine. And there didn't seem to be, I mean, he throws up, but there didn't seem to be that motivation of why he got out of the car. Right. He and went back to his normal he, s- shit. It's, yeah. It's not, there's not enough there. And then it did and listen, the movie's uh, the movie's very good, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I would be ha- I'm. I was happy to watch more of him, mm-hmm. but that was kind of the point once he got I was like, oh, okay. Wow, we're still we're right. still going, and for an hour and twenty three minute movie, granted with one actor, mm-hmm. it it'll feel longer than it should. But mm-hmm. that was kind of my breaking point not breaking point, but where it felt like, okay, like, wow, oh, we're, still, more. we're still we're yeah. still doing this. <laughs> yeah. It is a an emotional, emotionally draining film to watch. Yeah. You're questioning everything the whole time, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's watching a, someone spiraling into madness. Yeah,
0: uh, I mean, it's, well, I guess that's kind of why I like that suicide scene, and then he he ultimately choosing not to kill himself is because I feel like that is one of the few moments of lucidity we get to see him in, Ooh. where he's actually starting to be like, what am I doing? What am I doing? I can't do this. See, but I didn't um, see that on I, him. Yeah. You didn't
1: agreed. see that. Okay. I didn't feel like the decision in the car was enough, because he throws mm. okay. up, and then he just kind of sits there, like, and uh, then I he turns off the car and gets out. That's yeah.
2: True. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anything else for worse Scene? No,
1: that's pretty much it. For me, yeah, yeah.
0: Pretty tight little movie. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: All right. Well. Well. <laughs> Damn computer cues. <queues. laughs> it's time for milking it—the final game of the podcast uh, and the most heavily weighted of the games. Zero to five points uh, for this game as we each take a turn at drawing a card from the big box of Hollywood ideas of prequels, sequels, reboots, and genres. Mm. Your card will dictate to you a new way to look at the events, the characters, the themes, the lines, the actions that transpire in Nightingale. Uh, Reuse, reduce, recycle them. Put them all into a brand new movie. We'll need a title and a quick summary from each one of us uh, as to what that movie is that we can put back out there and make a billion more dollars for HBO. (laughs) So... Here it is, the old Hollywood relic. Uh, I believe it is Brandon's turn to go first oh. and
2: choose a card. All right, I think it's my first time going first. Oh, I think so. Buddy cop movie. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting for a movie that stars one, one person. One person. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah, I like the challenge. All
0: right, Brad. A reboot. Okay, <laughs> rebooting Nightingale. Okay. And I'll draw a card. Let's go with a summer blockbuster.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Summer's right around the
0: corner, so let's get those blockbusters out. Starring one person. We're going to be right back with three brand new movies for your listening enjoyment. Right after this. Back right in the middle of milking it for Nightingale. All right, Brandon Black, you drew a buddy cop movie card.
2: Yes. For a single person movie. Yeah. What have you got for us? <laughs> um, so, a seasoned cop Peter is teamed up with a rookie cop Pete to solve the case of a missing vet Edward. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. That's really all I got, but uh, you know, you, but what you can do though is you have you have Pete with the permed hair, and you have Peter with the hair before it's treated, and um, obviously the whole time, uh, you know, they're butting heads. Tip, you know, typical hijinks for a, a buddy cop movie, and they do in the end find Edward, um, and the uh, that's really all that is right now. Okay, <laughs> but. I I did debate with like who his buddy should be. I had to end up on it being himself. We would know it's him. It's himself, but obviously he would think he has a, another, buddy. Uh, mm. uh, but I was like, should it be the mirror? Because he talked to the mirror a lot. Different mirrors in the house. Then I thought, should it be, um, his sister? And I was like, nah, it's got to be him. And uh, it's probably the most half baked of the times we've done this game, <laughs> for me, I think there's one other time where I may have been just, like, literally, you guys helped me fill in the blanks
1: in that moment,
2: <laughs> uh, which we can also do now. Sure. Well, the
1: only thing I'd say when I first think of it is, like, well, it should you should find out in the end that he knew Edward. That's, like, that's the twist, is that you don't know that Peter knew Edward all along and Peter killed Edward.
2: Yeah.
0: So, wait, is it two twists? It's Peter is schizophrenic. And and he, he knew that
1: Well, where to if kill Peter's if he's playing both roles Memento? though, if he's playing mm. both roles though, like are he, like is yeah. Pete? Oh, yellowo. Are both ro- are both characters? Oh, yellowo. Yeah. So not exactly Fight Club. Yeah. So mm. you would. So you'd kind of know that he's schizophrenic. That he's talking to himself. Or identical twins. Right. right. Depending on how you want to play it, I don't know. Right. right. But
2: <laughs> still, still find out. Okay. But either way,
1: do
2: you yeah. have a title? Oh shit, I forgot to make a title. Um, <laughs> um, um, ooh, let's find this. Uh, so, Nightingale's this movie. So, I mean, it, it could be. It's a buddy. So, it needs to be like.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Uh, the Adventures <laughs> of Pete and Pete. Yes, it's an old TV show that actually might be a little. Is funny. that actually? It's a, actually an yeah. old TV show from like, like Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon from yeah. like the mid '90s. Well, it's we'll quite call good. It the
2: Misadventures
1: of Pete. And Pete. <laughs> there you go. Yeah.
2: There you go. Add a little comedy to it. Yeah. 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 And <laughs> Miss will be like all oh, like hanging off of Debra- adventure. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yes. <laughs> I like that. And there's my last time doing that game, and <laughs> failing as I do. The misery is over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no,
0: good job. Good Thank job. You. <laughs> I like that. It's a tough thing to do. We had a whole other character. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> in a character with, a, in a movie with one character. Right, right. right. Uh, Brad Davis, you have the reboot. Yeah. Uh, Quick turnaround, s- two thousand fourteen to two thousand what nineteen? I guess this is coming out your reboot.
1: Yeah. So is as, uh, as terrible as this is to say. I feel like a reboot. It being a reboot, you knew, you do need to recast the role. Is mm-hmm. spectacular as Oyelowo is in this. Um, I wanted to cast a woman instead, okay. so I cast Lupita Nyong'o in the lead role. Okay. Um, and it's still gonna be that she kills her mother. Okay. Uh, and that she still has a sister named Vicky, and I kind of want the phone conversations between her and Vicky to be, uh, the the basis of it should be a little more kind of about how mom treated us differently, mm-hmm. and kind of the, uh, yeah, the kind of the treat, how to raise one daughter, and how like you raise two daughters separately, and how they kind of both go down completely different paths. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, she's obviously when, not obviously, but she's talking to, when he's talking to Glory in the movie, she's talking to a man and she's trying to get in touch with a woman, Edna, uh, who's her, the love of her life. And that's, so those conversations um, will take on a little bit of a different spin when it's, I feel like with a woman talking to a man about trying to get her, her wife, nothing, I don't have anything in particular, but just a little bit of a different tone, Okay. I guess. Um, and, uh, I also would like to keep the fact that she killed the mom a little more of a secret, Okay. like not kind of, they kind of, uh, they're not so subtle in their reveal in Nightingale of like, that he did this. So I wanted that that to be a little more of a surprise. And by doing that, we're going to kind of play the whole time that. She's down visiting, that her mom is down visiting a friend in Mobile, Alabama. Mm. And that's kind of what we start out with. That's kind of the, uh, uh, that's what the foundation is Mm -hmm. that we start with, is that she's down there and it's it's kind of him or her at the house by herself and saying, you know, calling when trying to call Edna, like, mom's out of town, so you can come over and... I'll, you know, I'll be able to, I have some free time to myself finally so you can actually come over here and have Mm. dinner. Um, And then we'll kind of slowly reveal that she is, that she actually, the mother is actually there and dead when we'll probably see her go into this room at one point and then just kind of show her, pick up the glasses like we did here and then we'll just, like, the camera will turn and we'll see the dead mother in the bed. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, And that's kind of, and mostly, I mean, everything else is kind of somewhat the same. But, yeah. Uh, Do we still not see anyone except for Lupita? Yes. Cool. I did debate on that a little bit, like showing somebody else, but I think, I think, because uh, I actually debated also if we hear the people on the phone mm. and hear the other side of the conversation, but I just <clears throat> like the idea that we're not sure if this is in their head or not right. so much. Granted, you could hear the voice on the other end of the phone, and it'd still be in her head, Yeah, yeah. but I, I like it being a little more ambiguous. Totally. Um, and then the movie is called Flying South.
2: Flying uh, South. Ah, fleeing. And still a bird. Yeah,
1: yeah. well, like, like kind of going south. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, as, sure. As a character, and then sent yeah. the mom down to Mobile, so yeah. the mo- she flew south, and the bird thing. And okay. she, I mean, well,
0: if it's consistent with this movie, he's ready to take off and Leave, right. Because he knows the cops are coming for him. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay, guys. I have a summer blockbuster for you. <laughs> and the only way I know to really make something a surefire summer blockbuster is to stick it in a major motion picture franchise. Mm. Okay. So I present to you the next installment in the Jurassic World franchise. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, it immediately follows the events of Jurassic World.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and Peter is one of the technicians here running Jurassic World. Uh, he is, finds himself now trapped in a control room uh, on this now abandoned park on this dinosaur island. Um, prior to the start of the movie, he had a co-worker in there with him, a, a co-technician, who was, uh, when they tried to escape... Injured by a dinosaur, they get back in, sealed the door, and now his co-worker is dead. The body is in the control room with him, and he's trapped in here, and now he's slowly unraveling. Mm. Um, of course he's running out of food, he starts going crazy, gets uh, kind of delusional. Um, he's making a video diary of these days as they're passing, like, talking to himself, you know, almost like as like a, a will, or uh, just a recount of what happens, much like 127 hours. Mm-hmm. And, um... He is communicating with someone on the other side of the radio uh, that we never hear. But he puts on like headphones and talks to like through a CB thing. Um, but for some reason, they can't come in to rescue him. Um, he kind of deals with that. We're not even sure if this person is real mm-hmm. because there's you know no more power or something probably mm-hmm. uh, in this room as well. Or it shuts off at some point and he still maybe... That's the reveal that he's no one on the other end. He's still ah. talking to him. Um, that's cool. And yeah, so then at the end, uh, he finally just snaps and opens the door and ends up, you know, we probably don't get to see him eaten by (laughs) dinosaurs, but we know that uh, the dinosaurs are coming. We saw their shadows outside the control room as as he's about to open the door. So it's called Jurassic World. Control Room. Ooh, mm-hmm.
2: Cloverfield style. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no
0: more Fallen Kingdom. It's now Control Room. Yeah, The all first right. Jurassic Park installment without any dinosaurs. Right. <laughs> sure to be. Such a blockbuster. A summer blockbuster. <laughs> well, guys, once you're done scoring, please pass your scorecards to the front of the class for final edition. And as we do that, we move into our pessimistic end of the show, Podcast Regrets. Anything we regret saying or not saying through the duration of said podcast?
1: Hmm. I, the one thing I did want to discuss a little bit, I mean, I think I kind of know, but the title of the movie Nightingale is kind of interesting. Okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because, I mean, we don't really, other than, what, a nightingale's a bird that is known for singing, that the males sing... What is it, melodious songs or whatever, and he's mm-hmm. singing throughout this movie to himself. Yeah. So I guess that's. I mean, is there? Am I missing something? I'm. I. I was trying to Google. Deeper? Like, is there something? Like, do they like kill their moms? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Cause that the title's fine. I, I don't have any issues with it. It's just it is interesting. They went with that when there doesn't seem to be a whole lot behind it. I don't think they mention. Like a nightingale or really a bird at any point in this movie? Right.
0: No, none. None's mentioned. He does sing a decent amount.
1: Yeah, he does. That's not
2: his last name, right? What's his last name? Snowden. Right. Snowden. Right. Right. Right.
1: Yeah, because I was like, there ain't no black person in the last Snowden. name Snowden, and <laughs> well, like almost doesn't leave the house. Yeah. So that kind of makes sense. Ah, but. Fun. Okay.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I. I bird best known for its powerful and beautiful song similar in appearance to a robin uh, often
0: mistaken for a robin exact same mm. size and the female robin is very similar in appearance to a nightingale
1: okay yeah, yeah so really nothing there. there yeah yeah just it's okay so uh, I shouldn't have regretted this um, yeah yeah <laughs>
2: well that's interesting well I, I regret not to maybe trying to figure out more yeah. about nightingales yeah or like the connection because I now I wish I would have um, looked um, into that a little further beforehand this was my movie choice
0: <laughs> the number of whistle songs of a, a nightingale a male nightingale decreases when they successfully
2: mate hmm there's something
1: yeah I guess
2: he's singing so hard because he ain't got none yeah yeah that's mm-hmm. what that is
1: so yeah, all right. Well, that I is. wanted to discuss it. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't seem like there's something blatantly there other yeah. than the you know the bird that sings. Yeah, sure. Right. Might be that simple. Yeah, could be.
2: Um, Brandon, podcast regret. Um, I no, I I don't uh, think so. Great. Yeah, I mean, I always regret my performance in the games. Um, <laughs> but I like being in keeping with what I've done so far, which is that. Yeah. <laughs> um. And I already did talk about how I thought that movie was rare to cast a black person in that. Because I, I had been talking, I had had some conversations with some actor friends of mine and we were noticing that like dark, uh, like brick, mm-hmm. like I, where are the, you know, we don't really have a lot of movies that are like that with black characters as the main character. Sure. Um, but I did mention that, so I guess I don't regret that either. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no regrets. Except no regrets. For my game. Except for my game um, moves. Okay. <laughs> all
1: right. Did regret Kanye tweeting. <laughs> yeah, I
2: regret bringing him up in this <laughs> <laughs> podcast. There we go. That's all right. We'll yeah. take that. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Mine is, I guess, that we didn't really talk about the video
0: blog stuff
1: that he does.
0: Hmm. Is anyone watching that? Who's it for? Does it tip the
1: police off? I mean, he says thank you for all the comments, yes. both good and bad, yeah. right? which makes me believe something. You think is... he's actually getting comments? Maybe. Okay. I mean, you don't see him ever at any point, le- I mean, I guess I don't know how video blogging goes, like, you don't see him ever, like, uploading anything. Right.
0: Uh, yeah, that's interesting. I'm not... Definitely see him turn off the camera a few times and you we do. lose,
2: you know... And it makes the most sense... Of, like, if he is actually doing anything, he can just be on the internet, Facebooking all that shit, and still be a shut-in. So, that is plausible, versus, like, he's not ever really ever doing anything. I mean, he is doing some, he's actually cooking food, I think, you know? Yeah, (laughs) well, do
0: you think it's more than just a plot device to give him somebody to talk to in a movie where no one else is in
1: this mm -hmm. film? I think it. I think it works in the sense of it's just another form of communication that we're not sure is real or not. It okay. just plays with everything else. Gotcha. I don't think. I think it's a very good device in order to get him to talk more to something. Mm-hmm. So I think it certainly. My guess is that was more of it than anything else. But it does very much work with all of these communications that are happening and, st- and keeping you unsure of what's real and what's not yeah
2: and i did like what he said to whatever may have actually been his audience at the end where he said love your babies you know um kind of showing you how he got like this you know it was kind of maybe one of the few times that he was clear you know yeah um and not in a pretend world so i guess in that sense maybe he was talking to somebody because um, at that point the only time you actually see him holding a weapon is when the cops were already there you know, so it wasn't like he was telling on himself or anything. You know, at that point it was already going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah.
0: All right, guys, we well, have the points tallied. Uh oh. <laughs> no, no uh oh, Brandon. Uh oh for me. 15.6 <laughs> points. No, boy. I'm in third place. Ah. Yeah. uh, Brad Davis, an impressive showing: 16.75. 7, mm. Brandon Black came in at 16.8. Oh, wow.
2: point so oh five. You won. Oh, point. You Wait, won. Point I eight. So, eight. oh, yeah. I win. Like yeah. 0.05 by points. Wow, we're almost tied. If you want to round your your point, your uh,
1: I'm I'm fine.
2: Okay, I'll no, be there good. You go. I won. That's wow, you won. Congratulations. Here yeah. you are. i mentioned your performance. Gosh, I gotta have more confidence. You your a impression presence. was
1: excellent. Yeah, I mean, I gave you some pretty pretty high points. Yeah. For that impression and
0: great summary game
2: too. Yeah, your summary great game summary was good game. too. We yeah. were all very you know much like you guys are right. Yeah. Thank you, and and yeah, I mean that uh, that impression is is a little easy for me to do because it just said that I know that voice, <laughs> you know, yeah. in my own family. Yeah. We'll
0: Brandon, thank you so much for being here today, for bringing us this, mo- this movie, for being a integral part of High on Film over the last six years. Uh, you're a dear, dear friend, and. Uh, I can't thank you enough for devoting the time and energy to do this
2: every now and again. Uh, I'm glad to have done this so many times. Thanks for having me back. I'm each time
1: I'm always like, ah, it's the last time they're gonna have me, <laughs> <laughs> and you keep having me back. Never. No, yeah. you're always a great guest. Yeah. You always make interesting choices. Yeah, it's been a it's been a pleasure and an honor, sir. Yeah, well, I enjoy
2: the show, and uh, thanks for doing it. Because honestly, it's it's uh, for people who are getting in this business and studying film. This is like a cool, different way to get information about movies. Is to kind of Just sit around and hear some people talk about it from and then have games about it, you know. It's 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 cool.
0: Jen the Lampoon, getting some film
2: discussion. Yeah, exactly. Have a good time.
0: Yeah. Find out
2: what other people are watching. Right. And just, you know, to cap it, great title. (laughs) Thank
0: you very much. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you very much. I don't know where we thought of it. I don't know. Same. No idea.
2: Sir, do you have anything to plug today? Of course, Volume 2 of Dear White People is streaming right now on Netflix everywhere. Yes. Um, first and foremost, I should plug that. I mean, definitely watch... We, that show... F- I feel like it found its style in the first season, and in the second season, it took that to a new level and just refined the shit out of it. And from the directing to the acting... Um, cinematography everything is like on point so i would love for anyone listening to check that out there's another project that i'm in that's about to come out um may 18th but i can't say the name because i'm not supposed to say what i'm in until it comes out but you do know it comes out may 18th and that's my only easter egg i can give you um yeah that's the only stuff i could plug at this time hopefully some more exciting stuff soon yeah all right
0: At Brandon Black on Twitter?
2: Yes, at Brandon underscore F underscore Black on Twitter and Instagram. Um, And I do have Snapchat, but have you seen them stocks? Yeah, man. This isn't Snapchat anymore. (laughs) But if you so choose, that would be Brandon F Black altogether. There it is. Brad Davis, thank you as always, my friend.
1: Always, sir. Uh, at GP on Twitter and Instagram, and you can check out my baseball blog. I love you, Pittsburgh Pirates. On my Twitter page or my tum- uh, on Tumblr. There it is, guys. That's it. We're in the back five now.
0: Ooh, getting oh into it, as I said. Final five next week. We'll be back with Laura Denton. Of course, Death at Sunset is out wherever you listen to your podcast. If you're in the mood for a little. Film Noir, Radio Play, we highly recommend you check that out. Uh, and, of course, all 244 other episodes of High On Film, plus 71 mini-episodes uh, out there. Um, and, of course, now uh, we have this season. The, we've already said goodbye to Carly Walsh, mm. Dave Byrne, Russ Lilio, Clark Kohler, and now Brandon Black. So check all those out. I recommend each one of those shows so, so much. Uh, I am going to miss each and every one of you. Uh, Well, it's been a pleasure. Brandon Black signing off. There it is. I'm at Cross Maxwell. across your social media accounts. At High on Film is the show for the next couple of weeks. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.